Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. The voice of Jim Donovan, ESPN Cleveland Browns Radio Network. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. We are heading into week 18 in the NFL. We've had the debate today with all of the quarterbacks that are going to miss this week and all of the players that are going to miss this week. Is it a playoff preseason week where everybody's getting ready for the preseason, as Smalls and I have said, or is it a playoff primer, like CeCe has said, and explain why, CeCe, as to why, yeah, sure, all these quarterbacks aren't playing, big deal, it's still a playoff primer. Yeah, but I mean, we've had 61 different starting quarterbacks through week 17, so new quarterbacks in the lineup, backup quarterbacks in the lineup, ain't nothing new for the 2023 season, but we still got five playoff spots up for grabs, two in the NFC, three in the AFC. We've got four division titles up for grabs, the NFC East, the AFC East, AFC South, NFC South, but then there's also a matter of playoff seeding, and so I think that's the part that a lot of people miss out on because of all the different possibilities, all the different machinations, where you are seated and who your opponents are matters in terms of your ability to be able to go on a deep playoff run. And drawing on my own personal experience in 2011, I'll tell you, the New York Giants, we knew we could beat the Green Bay Packers. We knew we could beat the San Francisco 49ers. The team that we wanted to avoid and be on the other side of the bracket against was the New Orleans Saints. We wanted no parts of the Saints. We played them in a primetime game in the regular season and got boat raced. So we knew that we didn't want to match them against them. And once we saw the seeding and how things kind of fell into place for us, we had all of the confidence in the world that we can get to and win the Super Bowl. So that's the thing that I'm paying attention to in Week 18, where all of these teams finally get slotted. And depending on the outcomes of these games this coming Saturday and Sunday – a lot of that's going to be determined. So I think that's the fascinating part about what could happen, even in games that don't necessarily have implications for teams getting in versus not being in. Uh, I think this is a situation where they their their play could potentially affect what happens to other teams that are trying to position themselves to go on a deep run. And Smalls, I know you and I have played out the playoff uh, preseason, in essence, with yes. all of these backup quarterbacks, guys like Gabbard and Driscoll, et cetera, that are playing this weekend. 16 unintended starters are starting and 16 intended starters relative to where we were before the season. I know the scenario of the God forbid is where you go in terms of imagine if somebody gets hurt in week 18. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like feast or famine when you're looking at the slate this weekend because as CC outlined, there's four divisions on the line in this final week. That's the most since 2002. So there is winning in scenarios. There's there's divisions, there's seating. There are things for you to pay attention to for sure, some juicy matchups. But the teams that have already punched their ticket or haven't, 
that aren't playing their starters, that's the famine part of this. And if I'm the San Francisco 49ers, why would I play my stars? God forbid something happens and they get injured. How am I going to stomach that? How am I going to explain that to my fan base when you really have nothing on the line? I absolutely understand the rationale of protecting your guys, but from a consumer standpoint, not exactly make sure that I'm on the couch and I'm locked in by by kickoff on those games. Smalls, the interesting part about what you're saying is the other team that they're playing against the the L.A. Rams, they're starting Carson Wentz. Yes. And, and, and this is a team in the Rams that can choose their own adventure in terms of who their potential first-round opponent is. In the wild-card round, they are right now slated to play the Detroit Lions, but if they lose to the San Francisco 49ers that are led by Sam Donald and the Green Bay Packers win against the Chicago Bears at home, then you're talking about a situation where – the Rams fall down to the seventh seed and end up playing the Dallas Cowboys. So I think it's interesting that the L.A. Rams are saying the rest is more important than anything else, more important than facing off against the the Lions as opposed to playing the Dallas Cowboys. And to me, that 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 is a little bit of an indicator in terms of how they perceive the Dallas Cowboys relative to the Detroit Lions or any other opponent. I also think it's an indicator of how they view themselves. We, we talk a lot about disrespect, and I feel like we have discounted in a lot of ways the Rams because of the expectations that we have for them this season. They have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a Super Bowl winning head coach who was the talk of the town years ago. They have other pieces from that team, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, who have been there, done that. And I think that they're looking at themselves and they're saying it doesn't really matter who's right. on the other side of the field. We believe in ourselves. We've been there. We have that DNA and a lot of veteran leadership, young stars that are, are coming up. So we would rather protect ourselves because we believe in ourselves. And Smalls, I hear you. I hear you on that. But I also saw what I saw in the regular season when the Rams paid a visit to Jerry's World and they got smoked 43 to 20. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just looking at our ESPN FPI. The Cowboys. Cowboys have a 22% chance of making a Super Bowl out of the NFC. The Lions have a 6% chance. So our FBI is saying that the Cowboys are the better team. Now, for what that's worth, I don't know. But I, I'll just point it out. Like, all of the, the indicators, all of the metrics say that the Rams should want to play against the Detroit Lions, a team that's relatively inexperienced beyond their quarterback when it comes to playoff football versus playing against the Dallas Cowboys, a team that won a playoff game a year ago. So I just... I think it's interesting that Sean McVay and the Rams are saying, no, 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 we're going to start Carson Wentz in week 18, and we don't care what happens, and we don't care if we slide down to the seventh seed because we're not worried about the Dallas Cowboys. The other amazing thing about the game you're talking about, CC, in terms of the Rams and the, and the Niners here, we're talking about both teams going with backup quarterbacks, both teams saying whatever happens, happens. We're talking about two backup quarterbacks. One is 31 years old in Carson Wentz that was the number two pick in the draft, and the other one is 26 that was the number three pick in the draft in Sam Darnold. It's crazy how they, these are not like scrap heap guys, you know, off the street you've never heard of. These are top three picks in the NFL draft. The other thing that we have been debating this morning is what happens if this team wins the Super Bowl? Does their quarterback get into the Hall of Fame? With guys like Matthew Stafford, we've said yes. Lamar Jackson's a no brainer. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, we're saying no, not yet. The one that has become the biggest debatable one for us, all three of us agree that Joe Flacco's story of getting into the Brown system here off of the couch and then hypothetically winning the Super Bowl, which is like that's not crazy to say that that could happen with how good that team has been. All three of us say he's in the Hall of Fame with a win. Pat Costello, our producer, 
uh, is going nuts on this. Go ahead, Pat. Explain why you were so angered by the idea that, that Joe Flacco, with a win in the Super Bowl, could be a Hall of Famer. Because he hasn't done anything else in his career. I mean, I get that the, the Super Bowl is the biggest thing that you can achieve, but the Hall of Fame is about individual achievement, and the Super Bowl would be a team effort. We're assuming that he's going to win the MVP. He might not even win the MVP. So I, I just think it's wild just because he has two Super Bowl rings to automatically put him in when he's literally done nothing else in his career. They give away Pro Bowls if you, like, look at the Pro Bowl, and he couldn't even sniff one of those. So, like, what are we talking about? CC, do the compare and the contrast, though, to Eli, because Eli has better individual numbers, but the who of who he beat and everything like that, like the who of Flacco playing for the Browns, explain that, like compare and contrast with those two guys here. Well, it just puts context around it, right? The, the, the Browns haven't won a Super Bowl. Like, this is a storied franchise. They haven't won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think that that actually matters. And then him stepping in off of his couch in November and starting, what, his first game against the Rams, they lost that one, and he's won four in a row. I mean, he's essentially become the savior of Cleveland football this year for a franchise that's made a lot of missteps. For him to come over here and be the ultimate deodorant and clean all of that up, I think it's impressive. But then also the the history with Joe Flacco in the last playoff run that he went on where he went into Denver and beat Peyton Manning in the Broncos. I think that actually matters. So, I mean – Again, I I hear where Pat is coming from, the individual accolades. I will disagree that the Hall of Fame is not just about individual accolades or that the Super Bowl is a part of your individual accolades, but then also the history of it. There have been 17 quarterbacks to win multiple championships. 16 of them are in the Hall of Fame. So if we're taking our but cues you're, from this, you're telling me that Joe Flacco is on their level as a quarterback? You're saying he is equal to those guys if he wins a second Super Bowl. What I'm saying is we look at Joe Flacco differently, and there will be a case to be made about Joe Flacco being in the Hall of Fame. People argue the whole Eli Manning being in the Hall of Fame, but Eli Manning is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He might be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to be in. There is no debate about that. We all know that to be fact. What I am saying is it's not open and shut that Joe Flacco won't be in the Hall of Fame if he wins a second championship just because he doesn't have any Pro Bowls. That's my whole point. How many times have we had the is Joe Flacco elite debate? That has persisted for years. But to me, if you can get it done twice in two separate franchises at the highest level when it matters most, that's elite. That is elite level quarterback play. And – Again, I think the where matters. How long is the list of starting quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns who haven't won a Super Bowl? Every, every, literally every one. I know, but how, how many names are oh, on I, that I, list? I have no idea. But, but they, it has been a wash and repeat cycle of starting quarterbacks there. If it's not Deshaun Watson who couldn't get it done, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, we don't have enough time for me to list all the quarterbacks in Cleveland who no, haven't gotten don't. it done. But if Joe Flacco can do it off the couch, you're telling me, Pat, that that doesn't have weight behind it, that that doesn't mean something? to you when you look at his overall body of work that he could do it there under these circumstances that matters to me I also think it retroactively guys changes how we look at his first one yeah right I mean he was unbelievable in that postseason but when you think of the Ravens you think of the side of the ball that CC played on for the Ravens you think of defense we shouldn't ignore that ever with the Baltimore Ravens they are seemingly always good on defense but I think we will retroactively look at that Super Bowl and say you know what he probably did have more to do with that than we we give him credit for on a regular basis and he was what what was he 11 touchdowns no interceptions something like that in that postseason run CC, exactly. something like that yeah. yeah I mean so we should hype him up but I think we will retroactively look back at him and say 
Boy, you know, he was more of uh, of what? Give the tractor and trailer example. He was more of the. I, now I don't know which one. Which is the one that pulled? push well, and pull? He was pull. more. He was the he was the tractor <laughs> in the Super Bowl run, right? That Baltimore had in 2012. Right. We would he look at him more as a tractor than a trailer, right? And don't you think we look at him right now as a trailer? Yes. And I think yes. that would change. No doubt. I don't. I don't even think. And the the who part really does matter to me in this. When I think I mean, when the, I, for the Browns, yeah. When I think about, I'm a baseball person, right? When I think about the Cubs breaking the curse, when I think about the Red Sox breaking the curse, those World Series titles carry a different level of weight than some of these other ones. They just do because it's the impossible that has happened. Those are the guys that finally broke through, and Joe Flacco would be in that exact same category. It's an interesting one because it's almost like, and I know that. CC as a Yankee fan won't like this comparison right now, but it's almost like you rank Theo Epstein, who has those titles with oh, yeah. both ahead of Brian Cashman with the Yankees as executives, even though Cashman has more World Series titles. He did it twice. And those two places. Yeah, in those two places. If you win a Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns, I mean, are you kidding? And and the the, the point of bringing up Eli and CC's team, they beat Tom Brady and Bill Belichick not once, twice. And they beat an undefeated team. Yes. I mean, that matters more. I should say matters more. That carries more weight than just winning two Super Bowls in general. You, If he won a second Super Bowl for the Ravens, I don't know that he's necessarily 100% in. I think he should be. But winning for the Browns? No doubt. He's got to be. 888-SAY-ESPN, telephone number to join the show. All right, Harry Douglas is going to pop in. CeCe wants to hang out with him in Atlanta. We'll find out if he is going to bring (laughs) CeCe to Atlanta to hang out with Harry next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Harry Douglas is here. You hear him each and every day with Freddie Coleman, 3P to 7P Eastern Time. There is so much to get to with Harry. So let's start with this. No, no, we're going to start with this. Uh-oh. Oh, how I like this intro music. Whoever, hey. Who thought of that music to Javon- bring in? Javante. Javante. On the, on the oh, ones and twos. Give some love to Javante. Yeah. I knew it had to be a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in with this intro music? That a baby Javante. <laughs> well, it's Outcast. <laughs> yeah. For Evan. Mm. Mm, for mm, you, Evan. Okay. Outcast. All right, Harry. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we did a list of, we each went around the room and gave our top three ESPN personalities we'd want to hang out with, okay, outside of work. Uh-oh. You were on one of our lists. You were on CeCe's lists, specifically with the location, though, 
in Atlanta. Yeah. So will yeah. you will you fly on your own dime? Uh, CC, <laughs> uh, wheel stop to Atlanta and hang out with CC. Of course I would. Okay, good. There it is. There it is. But, that but, but why would that I have my to boy. Fly, why would I have to fly to Atlanta? I live in Atlanta. No, fly him to Atlanta. Oh, of course. That's my boy, man. Okay. Yeah, my dog. I need, right, I need him to roll out the red carpet for me, take me to all the places. Hey, don't you worry. We don't all need, the pla- we don't need, I need to all the places. We don't need to mention the places either. <laughs> I need <that> exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but we're going to get some chicken wings. There we go. There we go. There we Lemon go. pepper over here. All right. Now, the other thing we need you to, to help us with. So we played the clip yesterday on our show. You and Bevo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Explain what went went down here with this Texas Washington game. You're doing the broadcast and you're on the sidelines with Bevo. Explain this here. Yeah, I happened just to stand right behind Bevo, and I, it was a it was a little stench. I was like, man, what is that smell? And I was like, yeah, Bevo's right behind. <laughs> so about a few years ago, I planted new grass all around my yard, and I said to myself, you know what? I need some manure. For my grass anyway, why not Bevo do his thing? I get a bucket, take the manure home, spread it around my grass, let my grass grow. I'm sorry, what, you were going to bring that with you like on a plane? Why not? Why not? You're going to bring manure well, on a plane I, so, so home check, with I, you. I, I think out. the why not's obvious, Harry. Look, look, <laughs> when, when you get to my age, you know, and you're retired, retired from the National Football League, so now I'm in my second career, hey, things like my grass are very, very important. When I first planted my grass, my wife told me, she was like, why do you keep waking up every morning at 6 a.m. or going outside and checking the grass? I said, because that's when the sprinkler's on. I want to make sure every part of the grass is being hit. Nice. So my grass is everything. People tell you, you come to my house, park on the side of the street. Because I don't want people backing up, running over my grass. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get upset. Also, that's a very exclusive manure. When all your neighbors are like, "Wow, Harry, your lawn is looking fresh," you're like, "Bevo manure." This is this is you not any old this is not any old manure here, baby. It's oh from Bevo. God. I'll tell you what, especially from Bevo. Bevo was backing up in that corner towards you guys like a threat. He was like, "Watch out!" Oh, well, you were in the line of fire. You <laughs> yeah, put absolutely. yourself there. Oh, I know, I know. But Bevo's a good dude, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> dude, it's an animal. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But that's how we talk down south, you know. Unfortunately for Texas, it didn't work out. But Bevo's a good dude. Okay. All right, we've had the debate um, about Hall of Fame. Like, if this quarterback wins the Super Bowl this year, are they in the Hall of Fame? Weigh in on this: Is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer with a Brown Super Bowl win this year? Hmm. I think you kind of would have to put him in. Because that's two Super Bowls, right? And yep. I'm pretty sure if he wins a Super Bowl with the Cleveland Browns, there's a great chance he's going to be Super Bowl MVP. Listen, Joe Flacco has ignited a lot of things with the Cleveland Browns. Amari Cooper is happy. You see him smiling a lot more now. David Njoku, he's been able to unlock him in that passing game. But also that defense. That defense understand that they have a guy that, you know, in which on the offensive side of the ball that he can put points on the board or help put points on the board. So they don't have to be so perfect every time that they step out on the football field. Now, they've been dominant this season. They're the number one defense right now, third down defense, pass defense, and total defense. Uh, But when you have a guy like Joe Flacco at the quarterback position who's poised, who's been there and done it, you have a lot more faith as a defensive unit. And when you look at Kevin Stefanski, the offensive system that he's running is a system that Joe Flacco was familiar with. Mm-hmm. So he's very, very comfortable. That's another reason why they look to Joe Flacco to bring him in at the quarterback position. Harry, is Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, coaching for his job this weekend? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, ooh, that's a tough one there, Chris. To be continued. Okay. To be continued. Uh, they can't afford a loss, though. Mm. Now, I believe there's still a, a way that they can get in, even if they do lose. Am I correct? I, be, I believe yes. it is. Yes, yes, yes. I yes. believe they're it nice. is. They, they only get eliminated if they lose and then Jacksonville wins plus yep. Pittsburgh wins. 
So that 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 that's 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 how it works out. Now it's not outside of the realm of possibility that Jacksonville and Pittsburgh win because Jacksonville plays the Titans and Pittsburgh plays a Ravens team that has nothing to play for. So the surest way for them to get into the playoffs is to win, and that's why I asked the question. And, 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 and that game is unique, in my opinion, because when you look at the Miami Dolphins, and I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to this, they lost one of their star linebackers in Jerome Baker for the year. They lost Bradley Chubb for the year. They lost Jaden Phillips for the year. And then you have a starting corner in Xavier Howard who's banged up and questionable for the football game. So it's going to be an uphill battle for the Miami Dolphins to be able to beat the Buffalo Bills, especially when Buffalo's hanging on by a shoestring and their playoff appearance is being threatened. Kansas City Chiefs, not very intimidating right now, but they're going into the playoffs. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's still Andy Reid. It's still Travis Kelsey. It's still that Steve Spagnuolo-led defense. So when it comes to the Chiefs in the postseason, do you think this season they're not going to get it done or that it'll be business as usual? I'm a firm believer of you just can't turn the switch on when the playoff comes. Mm. Like, your DNA is what you showed us this entire season. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't even know what their identity is on offense. Now, I feel like they need to uh, rely on their running backs a lot more. You got Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, We know Jarek McKinnon. He's a guy that can be utilized in the pass game as well. But we need Travis Kelsey to start playing like Travis Kelsey, right? And I think if they can get that done and then you can – you know, you can count on Rasheed Rice, in my opinion. I, I'm not so sure about the other wide receiver group. And I, I just don't think a switch is going to be turned on mm-hmm. when playoff football comes. Let's finish with this. Uh, Harry Douglas, Freddie and Harry, of course, 3P to 7P Eastern. You'll see him on Get Up. That boy, bad. Can Ooh, we get? yes, he is. Can we get Smalls a segment, That Girl Good? Like where she like highlights Caitlin Clark or something like that. Like, what about That Girl Good and to counteract That Boy Bad? But she would have to be on there with me. So why not? She, yeah, she Bring her with to, you. Anytime. Hey, you know, I'm, Smalls know I'm a fan of her. Yeah. So bring her with you. You know what? You know what y'all need to start doing? What's that? <laughs> Smalls has another side. I seen it on Love Friday when I hosted the show oh, with her. Oh, yeah. So on Love Fridays, y'all need to start playing some of that old school R&B mm-hmm. for Smalls. <laughs> and you can, That's you my will, lane. You will unlock another side of her. I no promise doubt. you. I'm not kidding you. Well, I heard her over the summer. There was a, a day, it may have been with you, where you were talking about the song that you and your high school significant yep, other that was had. definitely with me. Genuine right? differences, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then. See what I'm saying? So if we get that out of small, yes. you'll create a that girl good on Get Up with Mo- Smalls. Most definitely. Okay. All right. Cece, your guy in Atlanta, we have it here. It is confirmed. Absolutely. All right, so, so Harry Douglas is going to bring Smalls with him to get up. Listen to him today, 3P to 7P Eastern, as well as on Get Up uh, coming up at 10 a.m. or should be 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Harry, thank you as always. Damian Woody will sit in this seat with us next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.
When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Damian Woody is here, ESPN NFL analyst. You have anything to say to your friend, your fellow Lakers fan over there? By the way, lost last night to my heat, but anyway, man, not, we, not about that. You but. know what? You know what, man? You, you really starting this thing off in, in the wrong fashion. Talking, bringing up yeah, my Lakers a, fan. Thank you, man. Like, what did I do? What did I do to I'm you? I'm a Heat fan. What, <laughs> oh, what did man. you? What did you do to Candy? Is really the question. Oh, and listen, man. I was just. I was. Uh, Man, I'm about to talk to tell Candy. Look, man, hey, vacation's over, man. You down there in South Carolina on the beach or wherever the heck you are. Like we up here working. That's it's right. about to snow, and you out there just chilling, man. What's what's the deal, big fella? I'm working. I'm on a show with you this morning. I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm just I'm I'm there in the studio in spirit, but I'm on the show. I you got you. I got you. Isn't there an argument? Just don't that... just don't do me like Cat Williams did all them other. No, we no we not gonna don't go do there. me like that. We're not gonna go there. I'm gonna de- I'm gonna defend. CC against all of us right now. Isn't there an argument that CC's the smart one and we're dumb? Smalls and I were both in Florida. Why did we come back is the question. That's a great question. Only yeah. you guys can answer. Only you guys can answer That's that true. one. Yeah. Well, I guess where I'm not going to be next January. Right here. <laughs> all right, let's have you weigh in on something here, Damien, that we've been debating all day today. The idea of Let's play out the hypothetical. A quarterback wins the Super Bowl. What does that mean for their Hall of Fame candidacy? The guy that everyone seems to be torn on. If Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns win a Super Bowl, which is not crazy to think in the moment right now, yes. obviously, does Joe Flacco get in the Hall of Fame? Uh, no, I don't think he gets in, but it would be one of the best stories that we've ever seen. Literally, the guy just came with just, I think he just came born in December. Think about that. Joe Flacco was literally retired, sitting on his couch eating a ham sandwich like me, <laughs> watching these games, and then he gets signed to the practice squad and then ultimately becomes the, the Cleveland Browns starter in the month of December. It's nuts. It, 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 it's beyond nuts. And Just think about how he has ingratiated himself with that team and his teammates in that city. Like they it, love him. They love him. You can just, just – all you have to do is just listen. If you want to know – what people think about, just listen to his teammates. Yep. Listen to how his teammates speak speak so glowingly about him. Um, it, it truly is a great story right now. Big fella, we got word yesterday that the Rams are starting Carson Wentz in Week 18 against the San Francisco 49ers. I think the Rams are in an interesting spot because they got a chance to choose their own adventure in terms of who they would match up with in the wild card round. Right now, they're slated to go against the Detroit Lions. That oh, could change. Man, I need they, that. That could that could change if they lose. And the Packers win, then all of a sudden the Rams are facing off against the Dallas Cowboys, who they lost to in the regular season. So I'm curious to know from your perspective, is Sean McVay making the right call? And what do you make of their overall approach to Week 18 and how that impacts where they're seated in the playoffs? Yeah, I think Sean McVay is thinking, you know, thinking long term. I think he's thinking about Matthew Stafford, his his tremendous quarterback, and making sure he's healthy and firing on all cylinders going into the postseason. I don't honestly, I don't think they care about which team they match up with. Although I would love 
love for Matthew Stafford to go back to Detroit. Oh, absolutely. That to me would be the that would be the number one game Wild Card Weekend. Oh, McCarthy versus Packers. Um, no. Oh, it, it Matthew Stafford versus Lions. To me, that would be the number one. That would be the number one. With Aaron Rodgers not in Green Bay, it might not Good have point. the same Good juice. Point. You know That's what right. I mean? Um, Justin Fields, Damian, he's mm. proven that he can be a starting quarterback in this league. The Bears are in an interesting conundrum right now. Do they mm. hang on to Fields, trade the pick, get more picks in return, build around him, or do they move on from Justin Fields and draft a quarterback? My heart, my heart wants Justin Fields in Chicago because I think he's 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 improved, um, and you just don't know in in a draft. Everything is 50-50. Mm-hmm. I got a body of work on Justin Fields, so I can, I have a better sense of who he is as a player, where his ceiling could potentially be if we continue to add add pieces. But I think ultimately, I think the I think the Chicago Bears go uh, the draft. You're picking number one. You got a chance to get uh, like a, a, I think a generational type of guy in Caleb Williams. And then obviously we talk about, and then the financials play a big part in that. So, Listen, I I think that Justin Fields has been playing some pretty good football as of late. Uh, but I think the biggest improvement actually with Chicago is their defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been playing outstanding, which has obviously helped their team tremendously. Uh, but ultimately, just thinking with my head, I think they go the route of draft a quarterback, reset the contract, and just continue to build around the young quarterback. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2 as well, joined by Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. You'll see him get up 8 a.m. Eastern. His Lakers are 17 and 18. They've lost nine of last <laughs> Um Anyway, uh, anyway uh, your former coach, Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. I'm hoping as a Pats fan this is not his last game, but do you think it is? I think so. I, I think so. My gut tell is, tells me that I think this will be kind of the right time, to be honest with you, if you really truly want to reset your organization. It's been – Listen, I mean, it's been, I mean, you're talking about two decades plus of excellence, you know, from the, the, the preeminent franchise, the preeminent dynasty in the National Football League, and all good things has to come to an end. We saw the end with Brady, and at some point, I thought they, I thought they would go out together, to be honest with you, but, you know, unfortunately, things didn't happen that way, and, and when you look at the Patriots and Bill Belichick, I think the GM is definitely hurting the, the coach and Bill Belichick. And I think if you look at things from a 30,000-foot view, why wouldn't you want to hit a reset button right now? You're going to be picking probably top two. You're going to have an opportunity to get a quarterback and just take your franchise in a different direction. I think now would be the good time to do it. Damian, Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen are considered by a lot of people to be top five to seven talents at the quarterback position in the league, both facing elimination games in Week 18. Who's under more pressure to get it done, Josh Allen or T-Law? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Think about this. Think about this, CeCe. The moment that Josh Allen was going toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. Think, remember that, when, when obviously Tyreek Hill scored with 13 seconds left. That was the peak of what Buffalo was. Ever since that moment, they've been, they've been trending downward. Every year, it, they've been, you know, each round they've been getting worse mm. and worse and worse. Now they're in a position where obviously they have an opportunity to win a division, but things have been progressively getting worse. And I've always said, like, to me, this iteration of the Bills is coming to an end. Mm. Not saying that Josh Allen, Josh Allen is going to continue on. But I'm talking about this iteration of the, this Bills team. Remember, they got some guys that are older. They, Von Miller's not even act like he's not even active, not even playing. You know, the, 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 both of the safeties are older. 
Like they got, you know, Tredavious White is older coming off a major uh-huh. injury. So they got they got some retooling to do. So I think for um, you know, for Buffalo and just trying to make some noise, I look at it as almost like a last hurrah for this this Buffalo's team that we're current that's currently constituted. You think Big fella, you talk about retooling that they gotta do. Uh, I mean, are we talking about the head coach too? Is Sean McDermott coaching for his job? Um, I don't th- listen. I don't think he's coaching for his job. I think he's done a great job of kind of building that culture there in Buffalo. I think there's just some retooling that needs to happen, uh, not only with the personnel as far as the players, but maybe the coaching staff as well. When I think about quarterbacks that have pressure on them to win a Super Bowl this season, I'm going to take Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and put them to the side because they have a different version of pressure on them. They always have that pressure. I think it's Lamar and the Ravens. Everything is going for them right now. I think about all of the quarterbacks that have been injured in the AFC that are going to be coming back next season. The path won't be the same. What do you think about that? Do you think Lamar has the most pressure to win? Yes, I do. Um, Lamar Jackson more than likely is going to win the MVP. It's going to be a second MVP. Could you imagine – if you're Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens, you come, you you, you get the your second MVP, and then you get bounced in a divisional round. Mm. Could you imagine like the, the what the what the talk would be? Yeah. In that scenario, so listen, I think Lamar Jackson has has played fantastic football for the Baltimore Ravens. That team, in my opinion, is, is the best team in football. Um, but you can't. You gotta now is the time if you're Lamar. You've got everything around. You got the, the number one defense. You got playmakers on the outside. You got a really good rushing attack. Now is the time to put it all together. Um, clearly, everyone, the road through the Super Bowl comes through Baltimore. You've been crushing all the elite teams at home. Now you got to finish the deal. Damian, let's finish with this. If I told you one of the following two teams would be in the Super Bowl this year, Kansas City or Philadelphia, which one would it be? <sighs> wow. Um, I would probably say. Kansas City. Because? Because they have something they can hang their hat on. They at least have a, a defense that's championship worthy. Oh, that that's where you went. Yeah. Well, I thought you were just gonna say Mahomes. Me too. Wow. Me too. Yeah, you know, like 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 it would be easy for me to say Mahomes, yeah. but when I think of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think of their defense. They have a they have a defense that can that can get them there. Obviously, Mahomes is, is great, but I think when I think of that team, it's a defense. Who are the Philadelphia Eagles? What do they have to hang their hat on? Nothing. CeCe, would you agree with that same question for you in terms of that? If I told you one of those two was going to go to the Super Bowl, Kansas City yeah, or Philadelphia? Yeah, Philly's defense is trash, so I'm, I'm with Damian on that one. A- at least you have the defense. It's it's a top-five defense, uh, and you have Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. You'd hope that they'd be able to figure it out. So, yeah, I'm with them. That's amazing because I, I always think, like, oh, okay, it's Mahomes. Like, you just – he yeah. figures it out like He's we did with Brady default. forever. But, yeah. but here's, the, here's the other thing. Ep. You're yeah. talking about the Kansas City Chiefs hosting a playoff game at home. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference between hosting at least one home playoff game versus having to go on the road and win all your playoff games. Remember, as a wild card, you're talking about having to have Hall of Fame play to go on the road for all of your games and win a Super Bowl. That means you got to win three road games to get there. Yeah. It's hard to do. Hard yeah, last, to do. Uh, last team to do it, uh, the Bucks with Tom Brady, and before that it was, what, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, 2010. So, so yeah, Hall of Fame quarterback play. Damien, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We'll look for you at uh, Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Coming up, Pat Costello with I'm Over It. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Each and every day here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Pat Costello, our producer, provides us different items that he's over in his life, in life in general, sports, entertainment. What do you have for us today, Pat? I will get to that after uh, this from Javante. Time for the most exciting Pistons fan in the entire NBA to tell you what he saw last night. It's Javante's Detroit Pistons second. So, Javante, what happened? They lost the game, 3-31. and 31. <laughs> I, I still love, in the production there, the uh. That, I will never get over that. That will always be funny to me. The insertion of Javante's uh, like his frustration. You could hear it in the uh. After, after they title him the most exciting Pistons fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat, your sponsorship here. Go ahead. I still am not over this Joe Flacco argument. Um, I don't, I just, I don't get it. I don't get where you guys are coming from that you think he's a Hall of Famer just because he has two Super Bowl uh, rings. That is not enough for me to get him into the Hall of Fame. He has no other personal accomplishments in the NFL, which is a huge part of being a Hall of Famer. But how is not winning a Super Bowl, how is not winning a Super Bowl a personal accomplishment? It is, but there needs to be more to the resume. But he's, the the more is I did it twice, and I'm the reason why the team went on a run. He was, there's a reason. He was about. on the couch for the like. For, uh, yeah, he's for on the, the couch, the and guess what? He's four and one in the month of December. So five wins or whatever it's going to end up in. What is it going to be? It's going to have to be wins? more than that. It's going to have to be more than five wins. It's going to have to be four more wins. So him being eight and one after coming off of the couch in November and winning the Super Bowl, so that's not impressive to you? After and him six, being the driving force? After six years of terrible, mediocre football? Eight wins, you're putting him in the Hall of Fame just like that because so he's we're gonna, got another so we're gonna Super judge him on his ba- we're gonna judge him on his bad yes! seasons. We're judging everyone. Then, on Eli, then Eli Manning's not gonna be in the Hall. Of, then Eli Manning's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame. How many bad seasons did Eli Manning have? He had three seasons where he threw twenty or more interceptions. What are you talking about? <laughs> Led the league in picks in all three of those. Um, Cece, you're the only one of us who's actually been there, done that, won a Super Bowl. How difficult yeah. it is it to win one Super Bowl? It's hard as hell to win a Super Bowl. It's hard as hell. You got to be good and you got to be lucky. Unfortunately, in 2011, the team I was on was both. But you also got to have a quarterback that can make some throws because that's just how the game is played in today's NFL. It's quarterback driven. It's a passing centric league. And if you don't have good to great quarterback play, you're not winning the Super Bowl. So to me, that would be the most impressive part. If Joe Flacco gets the Browns out of the AFC when you have this conference that's supposed to have all of this top level quarterback play, 
including a guy that's going to win a unanimous MVP, Lamar Jackson. If you're able to get through that gauntlet and win a Super Bowl, then I think he merits Hall of Fame consideration. Why are we acting like Flacco's doing this by himself? Joe Flacco has been great, Nobody and the story's been great, but their defense has been elite, and their coaching has is the reason that Joe Flacco has been so good. We're acting like Flacco is putting the team on his back and scoring 60 points every game. That's just not what's happening. Are there many teams that have won Super Bowls without great coaching and great defense? Just out of curiosity, Pat? I mean, right? <laughs> no, you can look at Joe Flacco's first title. No, I'm saying that what you're saying is... They were 17th the, in defense. Right, the formula... They were the, the what you're saying about Flacco now. Your critique of Flacco is he literally is living in the formula that wins Super Bowls for the last fifty years. Uh, yeah, I have a team, the Pats, the first one when they stole it from Michelle's Rams. That's right. Well, they're not my Rams. Stole what? what, what <laughs> they you stole the team? Super Bowl. Stole the Super Bowl. They, they cheated. It. They they stole it. That's for, how they won. They cheated. I don't get what that's re- in reference to. You, know? what you're saying? Great defense. The the. The formula to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, the Pats cheated. Go on listen the first back one. to the broadcast when John Madden may rest in peace. Says I would kick the, I would, I would take a knee. And Belichick says, "No, Brady, go out there." And Brady led a two-minute drill to win a game. Be fair. Next one, Pat. Uh, people who don't tell you that your fly is down. This is this has happened to me quite a few times. Everyone <laughs> needs to grow up, grow up, and help your guy out. All right. Sometimes it happens. Point it I, out. You know what? Help I someone agree, out. I agree with you. And early, but we're adults. Early on in our ESPN career here, together, I'm pretty sure I did it with CeCe. I think I gave you the point out, right, CeCe? Nobody you was did. looking, you and did. I gave you, you the point you out. Give, you, 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 you did help your partner out. I appreciate that. You did. Yeah, I agree with Pat on that. Well, I think a lot you of You can't pe- do it with other people are looking, though. It's got to be like, hey, CeCe, take a look downstairs. Well, I think a lot of people may be apprehensive to do that because then you're admitting, hey, I was looking in that area. Yeah. That makes sense too, Smalls. Okay, because I was then going to bring up what what happened here. You took what what was it? like you were wearing some sort of like championship belt that Smalls was wearing I, I a WWE a, title belt. I have a gold chain belt on today, and I'm wearing leather pants. And the belt wouldn't; it was getting stuck to the leather. The metal and the leather wasn't working, and we were coming back from break. So I throw it. I didn't have time to Rob. fix it. I'm like, you threw your championship belt at Rob. I did. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> I, I by the way, Pat, in general. Um, it's the fly open, it's the something in your nose, something in your teeth. You got to do the point out. Yeah, but I think there's something in your nose or teeth is different than, hey, I was I was looking downstairs and this is what I, I saw and I'm reporting back. Yeah. No, it's just eight, it's so obvious. when I'm sitting, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with Smalls on that one, Ev. I, I think Smalls makes a great point. Nobody yeah. wants to admit that they were looking in the general vicinity. Yeah, yeah, but it's not something that you're looking for. You just notice it. You're like, oh... Flies I mean, down. I mean, but how, if you're if you're looking at eye level, how are you noticing that? You've never noticed that someone's shoes untied. Uh, I mean, I guess I I guess you do, but I mean, it just it just feels like a very different thing looking at somebody's head or looking at somebody's feet versus looking at somebody's groin area. Just saying, feels like a very different thing. Next one, Pat. Uh, public sneezers? Haven't we been through enough? Oh, my God. Haven't we been through enough? Cover your mouth. Cover your nose. Like, have some respect for the people around you. I was in the grocery store. This person might as well have sneezed into my mouth directly. They <laughs> sneezed that close to me. I was like, oh, God. I would have actually oh. enjoyed seeing that. Oh. 
I could to Pat specifically. I could not agree more. I have something that really bothered me over break. I was back home in St. Louis. I was at the bragging rights game, Illinois Mizzou basketball game, one of the best sporting events in St. Louis of the year. Was so excited to go. My dad and I went to the game. The woman who sat directly in front of me was very sick. She coughed the entire game and she looked up to the sky and coughed directly into mm. the air. Didn't cover it, didn't get in cover with her hand, into the crook of her arm. She <laughs> coughed like small, dabbing, into the <laughs> air. Dab on. Let's bring the dab back in 2024. <laughs> but anyway, it was like I could see because of all the lights, the particles from her cough just spreading Ew. into oh. the air. Oh. And I made several loud comments like, wow, everybody's getting sick. I wish people would take precautions. And she just kept doing it. If she did the up in the air cough, she probably thought she was doing people a solid because it wasn't coughing straight at them, right? Because it's like you're coughing up. She doesn't realize that it's potentially going to spray down. it further. It yeah. was it's going to spray disgusting. it further. I, I just, but here's what I don't understand, though. Like with everything that we've been through coming out of a pandemic and how we've normalized wearing masks, if you're sick, why can't you just put a mask on? If you've got a terrible cough, why can't you put a mask on if you have to absolutely be out in public? What's wrong with that? I mean, I, I get covering your mouth, but you know you're sick when you're leaving the house. You know if you're not feeling well. If you're not feeling well, then cover up and put a mask on and be thoughtful and, and, and aware and think about other people. I just don't understand why you're just going to be hacking and, and not have any type of preventative measure in place because you can make other people sick. I, I hate that. Uh, totally agree. And also, uh, Pat's story, a reminder to wash your produce because you never know what's Good happening point. in the produce. Ah, I didn't even think about it that way. Next one, Pat. <laughs> uh, I, I want to hear from our guy, Will, in St. Louis right now, listening on 101 oh, ESPN. Sh- 101 hey, what up, Smalls? Miss you here in St. Louis. And uh, Happy New Year, Canty. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling in. You guys have missed the boat on Joe Flacco being elite. You're, you don't understand, Joe Flacco never got to the Pro Bowl because he didn't play with any number one receiver of any kind of talent. The only person you could make a case for is Torrey Smith. He played with Antoine Bolden and... Uh, Antoine Bolden was amazing. Uh, Antoine Bolden, good football Smith player. Senior. Pat, but Pat's that, okay, prime. You, just, you guys are missing wait, it. it I know, but prime. you totally just shot yourself in the foot with the argument. You yeah. said he didn't play with anyone, and then you mentioned Torrey Smith, who everyone would want to play with. Antoine Bolden, who was... An elite level borderline Amazing. Hall of Fame receiver, and Steve Smith, who probably is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good list. That didn't work. I understand that maybe at not the peak of those guys, but not exactly the art. No wonder why Pat wanted to put them th- that course, guy through. Of course. Yeah, that didn't help. That didn't, you know, it helps Pat. It doesn't help us, no, but it helps help. Pat. But shout out to yeah. St. Louis, nonetheless. And, and, you know, the other thing. Great. <laughs> it's a great argument. That, that Pat keeps doing is he keeps bringing up to us. Okay, so if this guy won a second one, is he in? And, and every one of them, we all say, yes, yes. Nick Foles? Yes. Stop. Yes. I love Nick Foles. Stop. If he won a second one, it takes the fluky nature of the first one away. It becomes like, okay, of course he could do that. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterback. Jeff Hostetler, Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer. But just to them. be clear, just to be clear though, Joe Flacco is not Nick Foles. Joe Flacco is a first rapper. Joe Flacco's body of work is much more substantial than a guy like Nick Foles. Just putting that out there. No doubt. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. 
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.